Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the show, Tiaya. Tell us Thank a little you. bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. I am an author and editor and content marketer, and my specialty is helping newbie authors or people who want to be authors use their message to write a nonfiction book. So I want them to take their expertise, their experiences, and to create a short book. I emphasize short because a lot of times new authors want to come out with this like 500 page book. And it's like, that's not necessary. We can do it in 128 pages, right? And, and craft their message down so that they can create influence, impact, and income with their message. Wow, that's very serious. I might actually need to employ uh, employ you <laughs> to help me out with that. Okay, so what led you to that? Like, how did you get to the point where you're doing? Because I, I, you do a lot of different things. You're, you're that's one of the things you do. So how did you kind of get to that place? I feel like all the things probably dovetail together, but you're right. Um, how did it come about? I think, well, for me, entrepreneurship came about because I had been laid off three times. And so when you, when that happens to you, it, it makes you very, one, it makes you nervous. And then two, it makes you say, I want to be in charge of my income and I want to be in charge of, hey, I don't want anyone to tell me thanks for playing and just it's, it's over, it's done. I want to always be in charge of my money, whether I am um, full-time employed at a company and still have my business or I'm still working on my business and trying to grow it, which is where I am right now. So that's how it really came about. I've always been, I've been an editor for like 20 plus years, but me now realizing, oh, you have this passion and purpose because you want to help people shape their stories. A lot of times, uh, folks who want to self-publish their books have no idea where to start, know that they have a story, not really sure how to finesse it to get it to the nice, you know, juicy part of the message. Like I have a client right now, she is um, working on one book. And, and when we're talking, I'm like, I can't wait for her to get finished with that one. So we can work on this book about being a parent of an autistic child because I just see the message so clearly. And so that's what really attracted me to um, this part of the business is helping people. I don't want to say ordinary people because we're extraordinary. So, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just not celebrities. So I'll say non-celebrity folk, helping them really hone their message and get it out there. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned having been laid off three times, not one, yeah, not, not one, two. not two. But three yeah. times. That's wild. Um, I can only imagine if that was one of the possible like challenges that you faced, but what would you say have been some of like the greatest challenges that you've had to deal with and overcome? Uh, um, probably um, as a mom, like I, of course you have examples of women in your family, but I think at the time that I had my son, I wasn't, I don't think I had a lot of friends who had children 
his age. So I had had friends who had had children like right after college. So their children were like way older than mine, or they maybe have kids when we were in college. And so um, I think realizing like balancing motherhood and still trying to be ambitious and be a good wife and be a good daughter and all those things, it was overwhelming because I didn't necessarily have the right blueprint. Because if I look at my mother, she didn't necessarily have the same exact challenges that I had. Similar challenges of being a a mom, but not the same exact ones. And when you think about um, daycare and parent-teacher night and all that kind of stuff, there's so much going on and there's so much involvement that we have in our in our kids lives because there's so much now that they can do right there's like swimming lessons and uh, lacrosse and football and basketball and you know there's sewing and there's like just all the things there's tech um you know clubs so to be able to uh, research the thing, make sure you can pay for the thing, <laughs> send your kid to the thing, pick your kid up from the thing. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> so I think that was my biggest thing, like trying to balance it all and knowing that, you know what, sometimes I am going to fumble and that's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you fumble. Yeah. We're all human at the end of the day. And I, you know, keeping all the plates spinning is what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Like not only struggling like motherhood, but your career and being an entrepreneur is a unique experience anyway, in and of itself, you know, your career could be like a baby. (laughs) Um, And so it sounds like being able to keep all those things going um, is really important. But you had mentioned that you have this journal, this self-love journal. I wonder if that was helpful for you because you said knowing that you're going to, that we're all going to fumble at some point. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have self-love, I would imagine that that would be maybe more challenging or different than when you're cultivating and kind of feeding yourself in that way. Do you think that played a role for you? Oh, absolutely. I, so full disclosure, my son is now 19. So I'm talking about something that happened years ago. Um, and, and being a mom now to a young adult is different because it's a different kinds of parenting, mm-hmm. right? different kind of relationship. Now we're talking about just uh, being... Be, being protective when it comes to sex, making sure you go to class, time management. Um, But all of that does stem from self-love. It's connected to self-love because for me, self-love is the foundation of all of my relationships. If I don't have self-love, then I can't move in a certain way that I want to when it comes to my son, when it comes to my husband, when it comes to my sister, who's my best friend, my mom, who I'm super close to. It just it just doesn't work because for me, like I, I'm a Pisces and sometimes people say Pisces are selfish and I'm like, it's not selfish. It's called Mm self-preservation. We just, sometimes we have to know how to clearly mark those boundaries, those draw that lines in the sand to really protect ourselves. And I think that is an act of self-love there. Um, there are so many different ways that we can demonstrate self-love, leaving a relationship that doesn't work for us, eliminating toxic friends, um, reinforcing certain messages to ourselves, whether it's like, you know, how you talk to yourself in the mirror and you pump yourself up and maybe you're on your Lizzo thing and you're like, I'm 100% that bitch. Like, how do I tap into that? Mm-hmm. All of that is self-love. Yeah, you know for what? Me anyway. <laughs> right, and maybe it looks a little bit different for everyone. Right. exactly. It sounds like for everyone, it should be a foundation because it's sustainable. It's not sustainable to keep pouring and giving and giving and giving and giving and not giving anything to yourself. And it sends a message. You're sending a message to yourself about what you value, like 
how you value yourself or how little you value yourself. So if you're willing to give to everybody else and not willing to give to yourself, then what does that say? You know what I mean? And what does that show other people? That shows other people that you don't care about yourself the way that you care about other people. It shows other people that you don't value yourself and that they can take advantage of you and that they will. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you, it sounded like you were going to reference like what the cup runneth over situation. And that's something that I definitely talk about. Um, I can't, and people disagree with me, but (laughs) I can't give from an empty cup. Why am I giving from an empty cup? The whole purpose of my cup runneth over is for you to take everything that's swirling around and splashing around on the outside of the cup and is dripping over. That's for you. That's extra. That's because I am some feeling good about myself. Maybe I'm super healthy. Maybe I just, um, you know, I got a, a, a big investment that came through. So I have all of this extra to give. Mm-hmm. But when my cup is empty, and you're asking me to give from that cup, or I'm even thinking that, you know, I have this little sip at the bottom of the cup and I got to share it with somebody else, then it's not, and I'm not doing myself any justice because truthfully for me, if it works with someone else, that's, that's great. But for me, it's going to make me resentful because mm-hmm. if I only have a little bit to give, then I should really be pouring it back into myself so that I can now boost someone up. I believe in what the airline pilot says <laughs> when that mat, if that mat, you don't want the oxygen mask to drop down, right? But if it does, put it on first and then help everybody else. You got to help yourself first. Yeah, it's a simple principle. I think it's really clear and makes a lot of sense, but I feel like so many people have trouble actually practicing and implementing it on a regular basis. You know what I mean? And we're Mm -hmm. coming up on ending the first quarter. And so people come up with their new year's resolutions and their new year's goals and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's challenging to say it. It's another thing to do it and do it consistently. And so I think that that is really helpful and significant for people to have the how for that, to have the support, to have a self-love journal or a guide, um, in that process to keep them accountable. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that experience with a group of people online. The journal is called Love You Mean It, a self-love journal. And uh, in April, I believe I set the date of April 19th, is that I'm going to do a live journaling experience. And so the, the thing is, is that why not, if I'm sitting here writing in my journal and I'm loving up on myself and I'm reminding myself mm-hmm. of the accomplishments that I've had and removing the negative self-talk, why not do that with some girlfriends or some guy friends? Spend two hours writing, sharing, and exchanging ideas and boosting each other up. Because the thing is, is that we sometimes we get in our little spaces, we get in our offices or our cubicles or wherever, and we're not we're not letting the other person know that we have something great going on. And it's like, we're so busy beating up on ourselves. Like I didn't launch when I wanted to, and I didn't get the, you know, I didn't get the grade that I wanted to get on that, on that paper. And I didn't, you know, I didn't get the guy, I didn't get the girl, I didn't get they, whatever it is. It's like, but still you did some great things. You know, you maybe, maybe you didn't launch when you wanted to, but you launched a month later, and maybe that was the right time for you to get your stuff together, get all your social media together, get right. your graphics together, get your budget for your ads together. You know, maybe it wasn't just, it wasn't time before then, but that's, and there's, um, you know, sometimes there's a reason why things don't happen the exact way that we want them to, or exactly we think that we have them planned out. And you learn from your mistakes. 
Yeah, I think that we definitely want to learn more about that. And <laughs> listening, you want to stay till the end because we might have a fun little, uh, little, little nice little something. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll talk about that at the end. But what you were saying reminded me of this kind of like this metaphor that I talk to clients about because in I'm a therapist. So at the office that I was at previously, we we're on the second floor. So we mm-hmm. could see out and we could see over, we could see the city pretty much. We could see over buildings and stuff like that. And so one time in session, I was like, you know, we typically get lost because we are like at the edge of the forest or at the edge of a place. And we can, all we see is all these different options of where we can go. Right. But we're on the ground. So we don't know that going through this way, uh, though it looks like it's the easy way from here, once you get in, it might be more challenging, you know? And the dark, scary, <laughs> shadowy area might right. be the more direct route for you to get to wherever you're going, but it looks scary. So you might not want to go that way. And when we're on the outside or when we're aerial to watch a situation like a game board or something like that, or like the creator is watching us from, right. above, they can see things that we cannot see, right? Um, that sometimes we think that something is not the way that it's supposed to be but that's because we only have, we're limited by our vision, you know, like only see so far ahead. And so something greater than us is able to see past our limited. And I'm always thankful for the higher power of being (laughs) to see more than I can see for myself. Because even though I think that my ideas are great and like the journal, like I said to myself, Oh, I want to execute this journal. It didn't come to me until a little bit later. And I really have to thank God for the idea of, Hey, let's create a journal. And then, Hey, let's do a live experience. Mm -hmm. And Hey, let's do an ebook because let's say people just want to print out certain pages and, and, and write those specific pages and have those maybe up on their wall or something like that, or up in their mirror in the bathroom or, you know, do a Mary Jane, post it, post yeah. them all over the mirror kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. That, that, that is being able to see more for me than I could see for myself. Mm-hmm. Trusting the timing of your own life as it uh, unfolds. All the time. So important, but easier said than done for sure. Yes. <laughs> so I'm what? Too. <laughs> and oh that, doesn't, that doesn't yeah. help. <laughs> Sometimes I think that's the lesson I'm supposed to be taking is like, be patient. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, for, I swear for three years, I think that was like the message for me. Just be patient. Oh, and, and it would be anything from waiting in line to at Target to waiting for someone to get back to me about a sponsorship deck, right? It's just be patient. It's, it's coming. It's going to happen. But I just want to speed it up and have it happen on, a, on another, another time, accelerate it. <laughs> so at this point, like what brings you the most joy in what you do? What brings me the most joy? Or in general, maybe it doesn't have to be what you do, but in general, like how do you find joy? I feel like everyone is like searching for fulfillment or satisfaction mm-hmm. or contentment in some way, shape or form. And so I find it interesting to ask that question to see what everyone's responses are. Sure. For me, I, ha- I can't lie. Helping someone figure out what their story is brings me a lot of joy because I like to think that what I do really is shaping and molding someone's story. They know what they want to say. They just don't know exactly how to say it. They don't know all what's important to say, or maybe some things that need to just go on the editing room floor or save it for book two. It's 
that part for me is really um, the best. I love to do video coaching with my clients. So whether we meet weekly, bi-weekly or monthly, I enjoy those coaching calls because it's a face-to-face connection. And so that person could be in Atlanta, they could be in Nevada, they could be in Texas. But when you have that face-to-face connection and you're talking to someone about their journey with Maybe there's one client I have, she's working on a story about overcoming abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned that I can't wait to talk to a client of mine about her uh, upcoming book, hopefully, um, that she's going to write it about being a mom of an autistic son. So those things get me really inspired because it gives someone a platform to share their story. Maybe Maybe they might not ever give a TED Talk. Or maybe they will, but if they can stand up in their church and Mm -hmm. share information about, hey, this is what it's like being a parent of an autistic child and or a child who has autism, um, uh, then it's like I'm sharing my message. I'm getting them to share their message. I'm getting them to share their word and to help someone else. And that's, to me, that's really important. Yeah, I think that we generally love stories you know what i mean like why does instagram have stories why did Facebook yeah. <laughs> adopt stories you know what i mean snapchat tiktok everything like mm-hmm. everything that we that's not just for entertainment for education um everything has to do with storytelling and there's so many different ways to tell stories so for yes. you to help people figure out how to tell their story in the most you know genuine and um authentic way sounds like it would be really really fulfilling. So that's cool. It is for me. I do appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you talked about having been laid off and how, you know, motherhood and the things that come with that, like what, when at times where you feel maybe stuck or defeated or lost on what to do next, like, what is it that you do in those situations? Oh, I try not to get overwhelmed. Um, I definitely, when I was in college, I definitely had issues with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had this feeling of like, I, I got to keep my scholarship. I can't let my grades slip. And so all those things can be really overwhelming on a young person who's out of state and mm-hmm. knows that they have this scholarship that's paying for half of their tuition. And um, really therapy has been the best thing for me. I didn't have therapy back then, but I realized within that I still do have issues with anxiety and and overwhelm. And so I've been in therapy consistently for the last year. And that has been so helpful um, because my therapist has helped me to really see that it's like, (laughs) you know, just one celebrating all the things that I am doing. Right. And just like, let's start there (laughs) and then, okay, let's break down some of the things that need to happen maybe this quarter and maybe something can be tabled to next quarter or the end of the year. Um, why, why do I feel the need to put so much on my plate? Why do I feel insecure if something doesn't happen in the time frame that it needs to happen? And so that has probably been my, mo- my biggest saving grace because it's helped me to become self-aware. And I think when I'm more self-aware and able to celebrate myself, again, able to give myself that self-love that I need, and it helps me to calm down. <laughs> I am not super crazy with the deadline. And then I, I too, I have this really bad habit of, so I have an anxiety and overwhelm. But what I do is I take on more things mm-hmm. and put them on my plate. While you're anxious. So when exactly. you actually try to put more Exactly. Things. So it's like, instead of saying, no, I can't do that uh, on Wednesday, 
actually, it'll be next Monday. It'll be better. I can deliver that next Monday. I'll say no problem. I can do that today. And it's, it's like, no, you can't. And so now you're, I'm now I'm up, um, not sleeping, not eating properly, not going to the gym, trying to make sure that I get this thing done. And so being in therapy has helped me to really slow that down, ask for what I need and what I want to make something um, more successful, whether it's more time, whether it's a couple hundred dollars, couple thousand dollars, it's like, know what you need to do to really be successful and know that it's okay sometimes too to walk away if, if I need to walk away. I love that because in general, right, you know that people that look like us <laughs> don't historically, right, go to therapy or indulge mm-hmm. um, in that process, sometimes for, for good reason. But, you know, as we shift into a new place mm-hmm. um culturally you know we maybe a, not more so but we can benefit just like anyone else could benefit right. from therapy and i was just telling my partner earlier therapy doesn't work unless you do so you can even right. go to therapy but it's not going to be <laughs> it's only going to help you but so much right if you're not putting things into practice Right. Cause so I should say that too. So I've been going and putting things in. No, you have been. You know what I mean? Like you have been, and that's why it's been working for you. you know, Cause there's also like, oh, well, I went to therapy and nothing happened. Well, what, what, you what did you do? <laughs> right. What was the direction and advice that you got? What was the breakthrough that you had? What was the conversation that you had and how did you react? Because like you said, I think that there's a level of resistance in our community sometimes, maybe mm-hmm. not so much today, um, but definitely when I was growing up, that there, was, there wasn't, no one ever went to therapy. No one talked openly about going to therapy. No mm-hmm. one said, oh yeah, here's, here's, here's the number of so-and-so. She's a great therapist. That wasn't discussed. And so yeah. being able to have that um, just level of openness, honestness, and not think that there's something wrong with, with the person when they say to you, oh yeah, I'll go yeah. to therapy. You know, I, I wasn't sure how my son was going to receive that mm-hmm. when I said it to him. And he, it was, I think it was kind of like a, it was a non-starter when I said it, he didn't think anything of it. I said, sometimes I need to talk to someone about what I'm feeling and experiencing. Yeah. Um, and it, and that really, that conversation came from, we <laughs> quick story. We had, we were having an argument. And we had gotten to the point where our voices had gotten so loud. And so you, now, you know, when you're yelling yeah. and the other person can't hear you, you can't hear them. We went to our respective corners. He went to his room. I went to mine and he went in his room and he wrote me, a, he typed me up a letter and slid it under the door. And I read the letter and I wrote him a letter back. And so that was the first way that we broke the communication. And I expressed to him mm-hmm. in the letter. And once we, we started talking that it's not good for him to hold what he's feeling back. Yeah. You should talk to me. You should tell me, even if you think that I'm not going to like it, keep it respectful, but tell me what's going on with you so that I can adjust. Maybe I'm saying something that's being triggering that's a trigger for you maybe i'm saying something that is like totally false but you're you're not calling me on it mm-hmm. so i don't have i don't have the tools to respond and and i explained to him that i used to have that habit of not saying what was bothering me and letting it build up and then it became this pressure cooker and then i was like a, a bottle of soda mm-hmm. right and you know what happens after you shake it up 
you take the top off. I was all over the place. I exploded. And so I explained to him that I'm going to therapy to not be that person. I'm going to therapy to work on these communication things and to, and to really work on, on myself. And when I told him it wasn't even an issue, it was kind of like, that's cool. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The funny thing is that sometimes we predict that someone's going to respond to us in a certain way. And when we do that, we don't even allow, you told him, but sometimes we don't even act on whatever it is that we want to tell a person. Right. Because of what we think. And then we rob them of the opportunity of surprising us. You were surprised in that, in that instance where you told him and he was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so people can surprise us however often that we'll allow them to, if we're willing to kind of put ourselves out there. But I love that you, you know, you had that impulse and then you told him and then it worked out. You know what I mean? It wasn't that big of a deal or anything, but, um, that's cool. That sounds, that sounds like it was cool. I remember those days of writing letters. (laughs) I ain't getting no responses back. Never. (laughs) But see, I think he felt like the writer in me was going to respect the fact that he wrote a letter. Right. And I was like, you know, he makes some really valid points in this letter. And that's probably what I couldn't hear because I was so busy being angry and yelling. And so he could then hear me when I typed my letter and I responded to him. And so that's when we was like, okay, we can, we can be, we can be friends again. We can, (laughs) you know, what's so significant about what you said is that going to therapy helped you to slow down. And writing letters to sit and type a letter, you can't just, you can only type so fast. Right. You have to physically slow down. And when you make an error, you got to go back and correct it and all that stuff. The process of doing that is forcing you to slow down in, in creating your message. You know what I mean? And so that I'm assuming I'm making all kinds of assumptions, but I'm assuming that helped in the process of crafting the message that he wanted to give to you and you to him. Um, as opposed to when we're talking, we can just go. You know exactly. what I mean? And I think that's the thing. You say it and it's already out of your mouth. And when you're typing something, mm-hmm. because we're so used to hitting that delete button, we know that we can go back and th- 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 and take that word out or start that sentence right. over. And you're right. It did force me to be really mindful of what I wanted to say um, in response to his points. Mm-hmm. And then also, here's here's what I need to tell you. Here's what I need to know. Because I, I think we all get to the point where we may be going off to school or graduating from college, et cetera, and we know it all. And your parent is going to always be there to check you and tell you, you don't know shit. You right. don't know it all. <laughs> let, me, let me help you with some things. Excuse me. I hope, oh, I hope, yes. I hope it's not bad for cursing. No, but no, you like, did you don't know it all and we have to we have to benefit from each other's wisdom i have to benefit from his wisdom of being a young man a young black man a, a teenager he's 19 and right. i know what he's experiencing because i don't have that experience and so he has to and i always say to him look you're doing your job as a as a teenager and i'm doing my job as a parent so we're just going to have to come to a happy happy medium and and get these points heard and get this point across. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So what would you say, I guess, is your, you know, you have one thing to tell somebody or advise somebody to live a more fulfilling life. Like what would you tell that person? Oh, I think to live a more fulfilling life that we really have to be self-aware. So that takes a minute to 
own your shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And it's really hard to do that. And um, people may not even make that connection with living a more fulfilling life. But I think that when we are self-aware, we probably get into less arguments. We probably know, listen, I'm not going to go to my titi's house or my cousin's house and get on that. You know, that person's going to get on my nerves. So right. we're not going to, maybe we're not going to talk politics. Right. And that's part of you being self-aware. Like, I know that if we talk politics, it's going to get us down a road. We're going to be, we're going to yell. We're going to not like each other at the end of this conversation. I'm not going to do that. It could be a matter of um, being self-aware. Like my husband has this thing. He does not like to see garbage in the house when he comes in after work. Mm -hmm. And me, what do I do? I fill up the garbage. (laughs) So it's a matter of me being self-aware to know before he comes in, make sure you empty that garbage so that we can just be, Right, cohabitate in peace because it's a little thing. Sometimes it's it's very small adjustment. Have to be a huge thing. It could be a really small Mm -hmm. thing, and we're all bringing our our things with us on how we are raised. So I think when you're self-aware that maybe you do omit a story or two, you don't fully you you don't call it lying, but you omit because you're not fully telling the entire picture. That's being self-aware. That's knowing that, okay, you know, if I, if I don't tell the whole truth to my mother or my partner, <laughs> then we are go- there's going to be an argument somewhere right. along the way, and we can avoid that. So I do think that one of the keys to, to having a more fulfilling life is to really be self-aware. And if I'm, if, if I'm going to piggyback on that to, to really establish self-love as well, because we talked about it a little bit earlier, I was saying that self-love helps you to establish some boundaries around you and you know your worth, whether you're going in to negotiate a $20,000 raise and you know yeah. the experience and the skills that you bring to this tech position. Hey, I'm creating an app on the side. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bomb. Like I, I know what I'm doing. And so why shouldn't I get this 20,000, 30,000 more dollars that you have in your budget to give to me? Right. And that comes from the boundaries and being self-aware of your own skills and loving yourself to know that you are worth it to go in and have those conversations and ask for the things that you need and you want and deserve. I think that all those things kind of go together, right? Like the self-awareness is a byproduct of self-love, especially if you're journaling and things like that, right? Um, whereas vice versa, as you learn to love yourself, you become more aware of things. You learn to, you learn to understand why you didn't love yourself or why you've had trouble really embracing and loving yourself. And so I think that they kind of collaborate and work together, which is a nice which is a nice thing, but I want to t- for you to kind of let us wrap up with, Okay, we had mentioned how you were going to bless the listeners today. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're talking about self-love and all of this stuff, but you are so gracious as to, to offer something up to somebody, some lucky person. Yes. So one listener today, you know what? Let's not even do one. Let's do two. Is this my birthday month and I'm feeling oh, okay. generous? So I want two people to be the recipient of um, my journal. It's called Love You Mean It, a self-love journal. They will get the um, ebook version of it. So all they have to do is follow me on Instagram. That's one. And I am at tismartyoung.com. Will that be in the show? Excuse me, tismartyoung. I'm saying .com. That's my website. Um, will this be in the show notes so they can yes. know how to spell my name? 
Yes. So they will follow you on Instagram. The link will be there. All you got to do is click it to come straight to your Instagram page. You said to follow you and then they're going to. And then the second step. So first step is to follow me because you know, we don't like to follow instructions. So first step is to follow me. Second step is to send me a DM and say that you heard me on this podcast and what your biggest takeaway was from this conversation. So I can know who you are, because I'm giving a couple of books out this month, and I want to make sure that I'm giving the right books to the right people based on where I uh, where I uh, came in contact with them. And so when they do that and they send me their email um, along with that DM, then I will be happy to shoot them um, the ebook version of Love You Mean It, a self love journal. And we're gonna do this. This is gonna be available. They can they have all week until next week, which is next week's date um to to a chance to win so until the till the 16th yes thank you so much honestly tia it's been such a pleasure connecting with you sometimes you don't know what's gonna happen when you reach out to people <laughs> and you just hope for the best so you don't get cussed out on the internet <laughs> That's why I like to do like a quick pre-interview with people because I do, I do Indie Authors Live. Mm -hmm. I talk to folks and I, um, like you, like, you know, connect with them on Instagram and it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. So I like to do a pre-interview just so I can like say, oh, okay. I know how to, I know how to operate. (laughs) What do I do in this situation? Right. I know what to do now. (laughs) Thankfully, I've been blessed. I haven't Mm -hmm. had any craziness yet. Just, I usually have to chase people a little bit or then people are so excited that they just send their information off right away to me but I, I totally understand so I was glad that I'm I'm, not, I'm glad that I wasn't one of the crazy folks that I had you know something decent to say and that <laughs> and yes. something to give away to your listeners yes thank you so much for coming on the podcast for sharing some gems with us a lucky gem is gonna win thank you or no yes. love you mean it <laughs> by, yes. entering, by entering the giveaway and we're gonna continue to follow and support you I'm gonna put all of your information in the show notes so everyone can support you by following you and engaging with what you've got going on because it really does um it really does sound and look significant i was looking over what you had sent me and i kind of stalk everybody anyway so um, (laughs) right because i'm like let me just make sure (laughs) that i've seen i've been impressed by and i'm like okay well you know what i'm trying to write me a a little book this year (laughs) so i'm like okay now it's you know it's it's something that i feel like well maybe i can and maybe this is a feasible accomplishment, you know, like there are people, there's resources out there and things like that. So um, all of that goes along with, with self-love, being able to put yourself out there, being able to know that what you want to do is worth it and what you have to say matters, right? You helping people craft their stories is like helping them to understand, like they have a voice, they have something to say. Um, and I really think that that's, that's significant. So we appreciate you. And we Thank you. I appreciate you. you. And whenever I come to New York in May, I might just be a yes. calling yes. you up. Like, <laughs> let me know. I would love to meet in person. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you next time, Gems. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. 
You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.